Welcome to episode one of Just Ripping It, hosted by Tom Martin. Um, my voice is kind of going like up and down. Um, it may kind of change pitches. I'm not used to public speaking, so it's it's kind of it's like a natural thing. I tried I tried you know re-recording things and whatnot, but this is just kind of the way my voice is. Hopefully, um, when I'm nervous. So, but hopefully, if I just keep talking, my voice will naturally just you know return to the normal pitch and whatnot. So, um, you know, just work with me on this. So, <clears throat> today we're going to talk about <clears throat> the CDC. Um, we're going to talk about the Olympics, um, and some other things. And then at the end of the episode, I'm going to be reading some poems that I wrote, some, some letters, some like poet. I read these poetic letters between Trump and, uh, Kim Jong-un. And I write, I wrote a few new ones yesterday. So I'm going to be sharing those at the end of the episode. Um, so, okay. So let's start with the Delta variant. So, as everybody probably knows, the Delta variant um, has been surging across the world, certainly across the U.S. And just yesterday, or it was Friday, Florida had 21,000 new COVID cases. Um, and Ron DeSantis, though, the governor of Florida, has just issued he said that he's not he's banning the federal government's guidelines for um like mass mandates things like that wearing masks in school and i don't understand this response like i don't and it's a trump land thing i think and for some reason i don't get it i mean florida it's like a freedom thing for them. It's sort of like the gun rights thing, you know, like don't tell us what to do. The government wants to tell us that, you know, we have to wear masks, things like that. I don't understand why they wouldn't just want to do it. You know, it's no surprise that states like Florida who don't seem to either believe in COVID or just don't want the government's help have such a surging case numbers because and I don't understand why, like, do they want to get sick and die? I don't understand it. Like, the guidelines are intended to help them. And yet there's this rebellion against it that it's become politicized. Now, the interesting thing to me <laughs> is that other countries, there, there's generally a consensus about COVID. And you know, the whole response to it and whatnot. I mean, I, I, I watched, I saw like a country like the UK had case numbers apparently are going down there or they're, at least they're remaining the same. And people in the UK, from what I've heard in other countries, you know, the government says wear a mask, socially distance, people do it. You know, they don't question it like they do in the US. And it's a strange thing because, you know, why, why would they question the science? Why not just do these things? Why not just wear a mask, get vaccinated, do, do the, you know, common sense things. Don't get in contact with the virus, okay? You know, socially distance, do that and stuff. And sometimes I wonder if the government 
it, it's almost like it's a, it, it is a political thing. I think it's almost like if the Democrats, I sometimes wonder, didn't you know push forward these guns? Would people do it there? Would they do it? Or or is this like a oh the Democrats said you know they they want to wear they want us to wear masks they want us to do all these things to protect ourselves so to speak. Um, then why should we do it? You know it's it's. It's a strange thing, and and it is. Let's be honest. It's a it's a Trump land thing, um, and I think part of the issue is that Trump has such a large influence over people. And I remember last year with COVID, you know, he was saying it was a hoax. He was saying all this stuff. Oh, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Now, somebody now I'm I write like comedy stuff based on Trump, and. As much as, I mean, I got to tell you, like his response to the pandemic was a fucking goldmine for me because just all the anecdotes of things he said, um, you know, the whole like, oh, it's a, it's a hoax. It's, you know, oh, you know, it'll disappear. It's like a miracle. Oh, you just wake up and poof, it's gone. It's like a miracle. You know, the things he says and whatnot. What shocks me is the amount of influence he has over people. And I do think he still has a subtle like fan base. Like even though he doesn't have Twitter and Facebook, I, I still think that he does have a fan base, does have influence. And you know, part of that, I think definitely you look at COVID with saying, oh, it's a hoax. Of course it's easier to not wear masks, to not socially distance, but it's like I think of it's like drinking lead contaminated water, you know, if, if like say Florida had a contamination problem with their water, that they were drinking lead contaminated, they had lead in their water and the federal government said to them, Hey, you know, we want to replace your water. We want to get new pipes. We want to give you new water. And Florida says, no, nah, we're good. You know, we can, we can, we can drink whatever we want. You know, don't, don't tell us what to do. We, we can do, we can drink this, whatever we want, you know? And it's the weirdest thing, because why would you want to do that? Why would you want to drink lead-contaminated water? Like, don't do you want people to get sick and die? I don't get it with this pandemic and, and their sort of lack of um, cooperation with it, the lack of willingness to follow these sort of guidelines. Now, I think the CDC has made a lot of mistakes, but... I think the CDC is in a really tricky spot because I think they're forced to play politics. And so there was a report that they had been concealing some data, some important data about vaccines and, and sort of that kind of hinted towards maybe they're not so effective. But I think that the CDC looks at it like, well, if we give any sort of indication that vaccines are not working or they're not as effective as, you know, as maybe they really are, as, as at least publicly they say they are, then, then people aren't going to get it. That there's a large segment of the population that's just going to look at vaccines and look for reasons not to take it. Now, and so I think, I think they're kind of in a tricky spot. And so, for example, up here in Massachusetts, um, down on the Cape in a, in a place in a town called Provincetown, there was a big surge in cases. There were like, I think like 400 cases last week or something just from this, like, you know, people gathering there and whatnot. 
the scary thing was that 75% of those cases were from people who were vaccinated. Now, the CDC, you know, naturally you think, well, most people, especially up here, are vaccinated. So, you know, when you talk about new cases, well, it's going to be vaccinated people, I suppose. The, the problem is that if the vaccines work, you shouldn't have people getting sick. However, the people who got COVID, the ones who were vaccinated, they said had a very small amount that there's, there's they call it a viral load. And they said people were vaccinated only like out of like a couple, there were like 400 of them. Only five of them were hospitalized. So even the people who test, tested positive who had the vaccine had a very small amount of it. Now, you think about states like Florida, Louisiana, people in the South and whatnot. I'm, I'm curious to see what their response is. I, I mean, I, I think it's, it's going to be the same messaging that, you know, it's okay to not get vaccinated. It's okay to not wear masks. It's okay to not socially distance. And we saw this last year. Cases went up and up and up. And it still doesn't change their minds. It's the weirdest thing. Now, the problem with this COVID thing is that it's, a, you know, it's, it's transmitted, right? It, it goes from one person to another. So I sort of think of it like we have this, like, flood, and we're trying to clog the flood. So you have a lot of states up north, northeast, you know, sort of saying, Let, let's crack down on this thing. And for the most part, people comply, you know, in the northeast and whatnot, and other, some other states that mostly are Democratic, let's be honest. And then you have states in the South that just say, no, we're not going to do it. And so you have all these infections there. And then, you know, people go from one place to another. You know, you're not going to, you know, contain people. Just, you know, people travel and whatnot. And then people in all these other states get the virus and whatnot. And so I think the problem is, like, if you don't have unison on it, if you don't have a unanimous decision, unanimous actions taken, then you're going then this is what's going to happen. You know, you see all these cases and whatnot that are popping up and, and, you know, it's a big problem. And I think guys, people like Fauci are, you know, have to be hitting their head against the wall. Now with case numbers going up, I'm very curious to see how Biden responds to it because you talk about Trump. I mean, could he be any more dismissive of it? I don't think so. You know, just completely. And, you know, I got to tell you, as a comedy writer, as like somebody who writes like stuff about Trump and whatnot, as I said, you know, it gives me it gives me a lot of stuff to work with. But it is it is sad, though, that that we can't just agree on, you know, common science and whatnot, you know, and common sense sort of stuff. Now, I'm I'm curious to see what Biden does now. You know, is he going to is he going to crack down and say, we're going back into lockdowns. We're going to, we're going to, you know, hit this thing hard, you know, no bullshit. No, you know, we're not having rallies and things like that. You know, he's a president who doesn't care about, you know, I don't think he cares about his popularity. I don't think he cares about, you know, disappointing his fans and whatnot. I mean, I look at Trump. I don't think Trump gives a shit about anyone but himself. I don't think he cares that people got sick from the virus. I think, I think he knew it was bad. I mean, we, we heard from the Bob Woodward tape he did, but like last February, um, on tape, he was saying that the virus is a big fucking problem. And yet everything he did and said publicly was the opposite was that this isn't a problem. Don't worry about it. Don't, you know, 
And it was totally undermining the message that the scientists were trying to send. Now, so with Biden now, we have a president who believes in science, who doesn't, I don't think he, I think he wants to keep Americans safe. It doesn't really, he's not as concerned about convenience and whatnot. Um, but that's sort of the impact I think politics plays in the virus. And that's, that's, that's stiff. I mean, it's a tricky thing to sort of combat science with politics. And, you know, that's, that's what I think what you're seeing with the CDC and whatnot, you know, you see, you know, they, they're sort of, what do we say about the, 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 uh, the case numbers and whatnot? What do we say about the vaccine? Oh, people who get the vaccine are still getting the virus. What are we supposed to, how do we defend that? How do we, you know, explain that? If they have the vaccine, why are they getting sick? Right. Um, but, you know, it's, it, it is a disturbing sort of thing, you know, now I look at somebody like Trump, Trump fascinates me because I I'm fascinated by how much power he has, how much influence he has and how he was able to, I mean, there's so many people I think in the U S that just do whatever he fucking says. You know, and and it's sort of like a tyrant in that in that sense, in that I think he has blind followers and he almost won the election, which shocked me. I thought before COVID that he was going to win because the election, I mean, the, the economy was good. And just, you know, historically, presidents who have, you know, who are who the election's doing well, it just don't lose in a, in a re-election. You know, it's tough to knock out a president when the when the economy's doing well. But then COVID hit. And, you know, I think and that obviously I think that fucked his shit up because you just look at everything about it and what his response to it. I think it was like a big fucking crash on his parade, you know, very inconvenient, you know, and, and you know, of course, Trump, he blames China. You know, he spent all the time fucking blaming China as if it makes a difference, you know, deflecting blame. And I think that's just who he is and whatnot. And again, I mean, it gave me great material to work with my Trump stuff and whatnot, but. It, it is a scary sort of thing that somebody could be so influential in that regard to sort of be dismissive of science, to be dismissive of, you know, these sort of things and whatnot. And, and it is scary that it is a political matter. Now, Ron DeSantis, um, you know, doing this in Florida, basically telling the government, you know, fuck you, we're not going to follow your shit, is a scary thing to me. That despite the case, like they're not basing this on science. Case numbers are going up. Why would you do this? Like, does it does it not? It's like a freedom to do what? Freedom to die? You know, it's not. It's not. This isn't even like a gun legislation thing where it's like a freedom to carry a firearm. It's like, what what are they fighting for? What are they defending? Their right to get sick. Their right to ignore science, you know, it's like the right to drink lead-based water or something, you know, it's like, I guess if you want to do it, you can't, why would you want to do that though? I don't, you know, and so that's a weird sort of thing to me, you know, and, you know, I think about somebody like Trump and there was another report that came out yesterday about the 2020 election and how he, he asked the DOJ to say it was corrupt, the Department of Justice. Now, this is not surprising to me. I mean, it's it's surprising that he has said so many things that are so, not just out there, but just seem stupid. Like, why would you tell, why would you ask the DOJ to do that? You know, 
He called up, there was that, that infamous phone call he had with election official, officials in Georgia uh, back in January, asking them to say, you know, we just need 11,000 votes. Can you just wiggle some our way? And yet, despite this kind of corruption, this corrupt sort of behavior, he's not going to lose supporters. You know, like, I, and that's and that's what surprises me. Now, he lost the election only by, I think, like, Two million votes or something, two or three. It was pretty close. They both got over seventy million, and that's that's. And he actually got more votes than he did in the first election, which just shows his influence, shows the kind of power he has and whatnot. And I mean, personally, I'm kind of confl- I'm, I'm. I have to say, I, I, I voted for Trump. I'll admit it. I voted for him. Uh, it was a business decision, though, for me, because I needed I needed him to be relevant for my for my the stuff I write that's based on him. I write I write like these uh, these sketches like like that he has with like the media and stuff, and I you know I write these like poems between him and Kim Jong Un, and so for me personally, like it's better for him to be you know in the public eye and whatnot. But I also recognize that that's really just self. That's my, that's for my own self interest, and that's a business decision. Okay, for me, it's business. I make money when he looks like an idiot. You know, that's a benefit to me. So, but politically, he is a scary figure when you think about you know the amount of influence he has and whatnot. And but does it surprise anyone? I mean. You look back at like when has he ever not said a competition was rigged? You know, you, you saw Hillary Clinton in the 2016 uh, race in the debate. She was saying that you know, Trump when the Emmy when the Emmys came out and the Apprentice didn't win. Trump said the Emmys were rigged, you know, and even then he was already greasing the tires to say that the election was rigged in 2016. And I think because he didn't expect to win. Now, what's funny to me is that he was throwing all these conspiracy theories out about, oh, the election's rigged and whatnot, you know, the 2016 win. And then he wins. And then it's like, never mind. You know, what happened with that? What happened with all these things? He said, oh, you know, there's interference. The Russians want want Hillary to win and stuff like that. Oh, wait, we won? Oh, yeah, never mind. Never mind. You know, let's just just forget about it. You know. And this is sort of, I, I think, and this sort of taps into what I was saying about, I think Trump is he only cares about his own self-interest. And I think you look at COVID and it really was a rain on his parade, right? Like literally his parade, like no more rallies, no more celebrations and whatnot, you know, the whole crowd thing. And I think he really feeds off crowds, feeds off energy. And last year, you know, COVID really fucked that up for him. You know, nobody was talking about how great he was doing with the economy, things like that. And, and sort of the, and so for him, I think he'll just say whatever he wants to to keep that popularity going, keep, to keep the rallies going. I call it rally therapy for him because I think he he needs the the um, reinforcement of whatnot because he's he's insecure. Now, which is funny to me about Trump because he you know he's, he he says he's like a tough guy and whatnot, but then he's so like sensitive to whatever the media says and thinks he's being tough by by you know, telling them, fuck you and telling reporters that they should be executed and whatnot. You know, that, that's interesting to me that, that, you know, he's somebody who says that. Um, and, you know, you look at other parts of the world and whatnot, and you see in Tokyo, cases are going up, cases are skyrocketing there. I'm very curious 
to see what the CDC says, what they do as far as, because they know the reaction publicly to mask mandates, to lockdowns and, you know, things like that. And I, I mean, you look at everything that's done, like cases are still like around, they're still going up and, and other, you know, places and whatnot. If you do lockdowns, things like that, you know, I, I get it. I mean, lockdowns, it, it's not a way to live. People don't want to just like, you know, stay inside at their homes all day. That's not a, you know, that's not a way to live life, I guess. I, I mean, it's, but, but it's intended to help people to, you know, protect them to, you know, not have the virus, you know, spread and whatnot. But it just, it doesn't, it doesn't work, you know, politically, right? Because like a lot of Republicans and whatnot don't like it. People in the South don't like it and whatnot. Um, so I'd be very interested to see what the CDC does with that. And I'd be curious, I, you know, here, people here just don't believe in the science and whatnot. And it's strange. I, I you know, I was watching um, John Oliver on HBO and I, I find comedians like comedians overseas, oftentimes they say this about America, they're like, we don't get it, America. You guys are the weirdest country because half of your population doesn't believe in like science. Like what is wrong with you guys? You know, the government here tells us to do something like we fucking do it. They tell us, oh, you know, you're going to get sick if you do this shit. Well, then we don't do it. You know, you don't see that in America. You know, I don't. I don't and, and that's strange to me that that here we somehow can't agree on science. It almost reminds me of like the days of like Galileo and Copernicus when they argued that, you know, the earth was not the center of the universe and everybody was like, fuck you. You know, this isn't, you know, you're fucking our shit up with this science and whatnot. You, you know, you're not right about that. That's, that's, that's really inconvenient for us for you to say that. Cause we based our whole religion off of this. We based everything we've known about everything about this whole uh, notion that the earth is the center of the universe. So you're really fucking with that right now. And that's sort of what COVID feels like in a way, you know, there is this sense of like, we don't care about the science, you know, you're, you're really making this inconvenient for us. So fuck you, you know? Um, and I just don't get it. Cause we're, you know, we're in a modernized world. Like you think, you think that, you know, we have ways to protect ourselves. We, we, we have things we can I think, agree on, you know, cancer is not a hoax, is it? No. Right. Um, you know, heart disease isn't a hoax, things like that. I think people can generally agree on that. And then you see states in the South, even when it comes to conditions like cancer and heart disease, things like that, you see a very high rate of them. And I think it's people there that just don't give a shit. You know, now, now the thing about cancer, though, and heart disease, like, that's not contagious, though. That's not contagious like the virus is, you know, like COVID is. So, you know, it, it's, it is a very dangerous thing, you know, with the virus and whatnot and this sort of rift in mentality. Um, and so, you know, that's something that's interesting to me and that's something we're going to look at and whatnot, you know, see what happens. Okay. Let's move on to pop culture. Okay. So Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney because they, um, they, they aired her. I guess they, they're exclusively airing her her Black Widow movie and just on Disney platforms. Now, I don't know exactly. I mean, the, there is a contract that they signed. Now, now her side says that that Disney's breaching the contract. Disney's saying that they're not. I don't know. I mean, if there is a contract, I would think that there would be a fairly you know easy resolution to see. Well, what does the contract say and whatnot? 
Um, and then there was this thing, I, I, Disney came out and, and kind of used COVID as an excuse for, for airing it just on their platform. They came out and said, and, and they blamed Scarlett Johansson for this. And it's, it, it's, it's very, it's a very, it's, it's disappointing to me that Disney would use COVID as an excuse to, you know, to make more money because, you know, oh, if the movie's just on, you know, Disney, well, then anybody who's a fan of Marvel and whatnot won't go to the movie theaters to see it, right? They'll just get a Disney, they'll just get a Disney Plus to watch it there. And, you know, I, I don't know. We'll see what happens with that and whatnot. I, I, I'm curious to know how that plays out. If it, You know, she's suing them. I'm assuming, I mean, I don't, I don't, I haven't, I used to watch the Marvel movies a lot and whatnot. I stopped watching them um, a couple years ago, just because I, I don't know. And I don't know if she has a contract with them for more movies, but I, I don't think, I don't see, I don't think she'll, I don't know. I don't know. Why would she do more movies with Disney? Why would she do more Marvel movies and stuff like that with them? I, I don't see that happening. Um, now, Disney, I don't know. I mean, they, they, they know they're pissing her off. Maybe they don't mind. Maybe they're done doing movies with her and whatnot. Um, and, you know, they, they kind of attacked her character, sort of, you know, suggesting that somehow because she's made a lot of money that it shouldn't matter to her, I guess. They released a statement about, you know, something alluding to, you know, her making a lot of money and whatnot, uh, as if it's, you know, makes a difference because she doesn't, you know, she has, she has so much money here and she doesn't need more of it, I suppose. Um, so that's, that's interesting to me now. All right. I'm going to, um, I'm going to wrap up by reading these poems. I wrote, I write these poems by, um, Trim, uh, Trump and Kim Jong-un it's, it's fiction. Uh, but I came out They're They're, they're kind of raunchy. Um, I read, I, I, but I wrote a few new ones last night and I was thinking like, I'm going to do this like weekly. I'm going to, I'm going to read new poems I wrote. So, okay. So these are love letters between Kim and uh, Trump and Kim Jong-un and, and Vladimir Putin uh, comes in every once in a while and sends a letter to them as well to, uh, you know, provide feedback. So, okay. Dear Kimmy, what's wrong? Poo-poo head. Vladimir tells me you threatened his country and that you called him scrotum head. That's so unlike you, Kimmy Pooh. Be honest, Kimbo. Are you jealous of Laddie because I picked him over you? You know I can't pass on Russian hoes, especially ones that'll pee on my toes. How about I take you shopping for new thongs? It'd be good to see you. We can chat about whatever's nagging you. Kidnap a Jew or two. Or chat about two and a half men. Like how the show without Charlie Sheen really blew. Love, Don Don. Dear Don Don, I'm just mad because I still want you so bad. You broke my heart, Dodo Bear. Now I have to date Boris. I prefer the electric chair. All he does is brag about Brexit. Brexit, Brexit, Brexit. I wish he would just fucking end it. He should have bombed the EU. Put his middle fingers up and shouted, fuck you. He didn't even show off his ballistic missiles. Or throw his supporters skittles. He did none of that. What a fucking pussy. He's like Ross from Friends. A wimp 
and an emotional hen. You're the only politician for me, Donnie Pooh. I'm on my hands and knees pleading. Please, baby, please don't leave me. Kisses, Kimmy. Dear Kimbo, it's Vladimir here. Donald share letter you wrote him with me. I write to say forget about it. Your history. Don Don don't want you no more. He got big strong man at home now. One who expert at pushing farm plow. So I said, go away. You're not needed no more. You're like a cabbage patch doll. Worthless and round like ball. Nobody likes you, Vladimir. So those are just a few letters I wrote. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm working on some more and whatnot. Because I, you know, I like writing funny stuff like that every now and then and stuff. And I'm working on, I'm actually working on a book with them and you know, morphing them into like a storyline and things like that. So it's coming together nicely. Um, okay. So next week I'll have more poems I'll be reading and we're going to be talking about, uh, I don't know, whatever showed up in the news um, that, you know, I want to talk about. Okay. So thank you for tuning in. This is Just Riffing It with Tom Martin. Uh, have a good one.